Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It is a party in the Stillwater Club there as uh, Nate Brennan is live from Stillwater, Oklahoma for the Stillwater Regional as Nebraska softball gets going with the North Texas Mean Green here in about an hour and a half. So, again, stay tuned to him for live updates uh, throughout that thing. Have you seen Norton Newelli down there yet in his bro tank? You said you were going to wear a bro tank. <laughs> I was going to wear a bro tank, but, again, I, I might be getting a media pass. I haven't entirely <laughs> decided yet. So I don't know if that would be the best idea. It'd be funny. It'd be really funny. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't know if the the higher-ups, the the management at the ticket would be too happy with that. Yeah, that might not be the best representation of us out there. Uh, let's go to uh, the text line as we were talking about, uh, as well, for, for context, uh, if you are on our Sarda Heyman Jewelers video stream, you can see Barry Sanders statue there. That's where Nate's posted up uh, in front of the football stadium, uh, uh, Boone Pickens Stadium there, and they got a Barry Sanders statue, of course, won the Heisman at Oklahoma State in 1988. So we kind of asked, what kind of statue would you like at Nebraska? And Maybe I think maybe more interesting what you asked is, is what would it take to build a Scott Frost statue Absolutely. at this point? I'm curious. I would think, uh, yeah, well, we'd have to see because at this point, Nebraska has two statues in there of coaches. So maybe it has to come from the coaching ranks. Um, as, you know, maybe if, if, if Frost ended up like earning it as a coach, I wonder if they'd do a, a player statue and then just like put a coaching headset on his helmet or something. I don't know how Ooh, they would do that. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But that's the thing is I think Scott Frost, the one benefit he does have right before we get to the text line, Bach, is that he, he does have a national championship already. So I, I don't know if it would be just one Big Ten title. I don't know if it would be a few. I don't know if even that would be enough to begin with. I'm curious to hear what the text line has to say. But I think at this point, isn't it crazy that we're talking about this for a team that went 3-9 and nine last season? Yeah. Uh, if he were to win a national championship, I think that'd be a done deal. For him yeah. to win as a player and as a coach, I think that's basically a lock. Well, and I think that that's maybe the standard, as you kind of see it right now, is Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne both have won national right. championships. So that might, you know, and I think that would be the case if it, if anybody wins a national championship here as a coach um, doesn't have too much, um, uh, you know, blowback against them or like we, like we were kind of talking about with some other guys uh, um, are, are pretty well liked, then they would probably get it in there. Uh, Froff says we need a Taylor Martinez statue where you high, where you high five him. And he says the infamous quote, like, I, I like playing against road games. And who wants to develop an app? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for a, a Taylor Martinez statue. That. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed him. Uh, he was in. Uh, he was the quarterback when I was in college. That was kind of fun. Uh, Gus says a Justin <laughs> Jason Fuente statue or Justin Fuente statue uh, is just laughing there. Uh, Pecan Pie just says <laughs> just a statue of a. Oh, that's not. We're not going to read that Pecan Pie actually. <laughs> Make it, yeah, it's a joke on Mark on Michael Vick. We'll, we'll stay away from that. Um, somebody texts in D'Angelo Hall needs a statue there in Blacksburg. That that could be oh, a pretty D'Angelo good one. D'Angelo Hall was awesome. D'Angelo Hall would be a great statue. <laughs> Maybe uh, Cam Chancellor. He had a little bit more success yeah. post-college. So Bruce kind of Smith. Really uh, DP was throwing Bruce in some, some big names in there on the on Twitter earlier. Yeah, people forget that. Uh, Michael Vick was not the only first overall pick in the NFL draft for the Hokies. Bruce Smith was also at the top of that, too. So Bruce Smith would also. Bruce Smith, I would say, Michael Vick put Virginia Tech kind of on the map. But Bruce Smith kind of led the the pavement, I guess, or whatever word, whatever analogy you want to use. Bruce Smith was kind of the guy before Michael Vick came into school that was said, okay, Virginia Tech's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. 
Uh, Crowbait says no T Tragic statue, so he's not on on par with the the T Magic the statue there. Uh, Kelsey says another great statue idea: Sue running over Cody Hawkins on his way to the end zone against Colorado oh, in 2008, awesome. or uh, Sue throwing Colt McCoy in 2009. That'd be pretty good. We just went over 2008 a few days ago. We'll go over 2009 in the next break, so we'll relive some of those memories. Uh, that's pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> Dusty's upset that you promised a bro tank, so I just can't trust you with those uh, those Virginia guys, I suppose. But Oh, right. Dusty, come on. You can't be throwing <laughs> me under the bus like that. The thing is, the weather is pretty nice here. Like I said, it was a little bit windy, mid-70s, so today would be the day to wear a bro tank. Again, I I will admit to Dusty, I do have bro tanks, so if, we ever, <laughs> if I ever get the opportunity, I'll come into the station, make sure you turn on the stream, the, the Sarder Heyman video stream, and I'll wear a bro tank i'll let you know when that day comes and i'll show off the guns a little bit i i can't pull those off i don't know maybe it's maybe it's because i don't work out too much or you know it's just some type <laughs> of body configuration i don't have a very long torso i look very silly in a bro tank i look like i'm trying to look like i'm young is what i look like <laughs> uh and i, I don't, don't know, need Bach, to do i think you could i think you could pull off the bro tank maybe i'll give you one of mine so have you try it out see how it works see i've had like even my wife will try to get me to wear them once in a while she's like i just when i look in the mirror it's like oh man i just don't look like it that's just not my look so uh we all got to be com- you got to be comfortable with what you're what you're wearing there that's right uh cleat says aren't you guys forgetting about the brooke behringer statue with tom osborne yeah i mean that's uh i kind of consider that pretty much the tom osborne statue and certainly um you know brooke brooke is there too and plays a factor into it but um i i think without the circumstances you'd probably have a tom osborne statue uh, by itself um, and of course, Brooke was was a good player and helped lead Nebraska to national championships. But um, you know, a lot of players have done that. Um, so I don't know if that would be there uh, without the unfortunate circumstances. Obviously, uh, Pecan Pie admits that most people look silly in a bro tank. So that's <laughs> not it's Come not on, just Pecan me. Pecan Pie is it? Not, <laughs> no, that's the thing is I want Pecan Pie to tell us on the text line. Go ahead and text us. Is it Pecan? Or Peking. Oh, I feel right. like he has the cred- he has the credentials to answer this question because I actually have no idea. I say Pecan, but I've had many people correct me and say Pecan. And then if I say Pecan, I'll have it the, the other way around. I'll have people say it's Pecan. So I think he is the source that we should go with on this. Yeah, I mean, I think it is Pecan, but I think you could say it either way. It's probably just regional. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe he could tell us there. Um, but uh, let's let's jump into uh, some things that are going on um, this weekend. In fact, Marcus Washington, I know I know you did this. I know you were uh, kind of figuring out what Marcus Washington's doing because we watched um, the tape of, of him, but more importantly, of the new Nebraska quarterback uh, coming up, Casey Thompson. We've watched every snap from Texas uh, on a YouTube page, which <laughs> I would did. encourage you to do. It's kind of fun um, to watch, you know, uh, Casey Thompson kind of fight through. And then there's just so many names there. Xavier Worthy, uh, one of the best wide receivers in college football, so he's fun to watch and a big target of Casey Thompson. But Joshua Moore, former Husker, commits right in there. Um, obviously, Bijan Robinson, the running back. And then Marcus Washington, who maybe beforehand wouldn't be too interesting, but this week um, there's been talks about him maybe transferring to Nebraska. Now he is going to be um, visiting Lincoln this weekend. You feel pretty good about it, at least I do, because of the Casey Thompson connection there. Uh, and he's a guy, again, that, that you could say what you want about Texas not having first-round draft picks or this or 
after that. Um, but they recruit some pretty athletic players. And when we watched his tape, um, uh, you know, at times he would pop up, not always for the best reasons. Sometimes he was going to have a big play and drop a pass here and there. Um, and his, his stats won't completely jump out to you. Um, and, you know, if you look him, look him up, but uh, I think Marcus Washington would definitely get into this rotation if he, if he transferred to Nebraska. Would you be pretty excited about that addition if they do land him? Absolutely. I mean, I think one thing alone is when you look at Casey Thompson, he's trying to be a leader. He's shown leadership. Why would it hurt to have a guy that already knows in the locker room, a guy that can vouch for him, a guy that can say, this is a guy that we want to play behind. This is a guy that I've played with at the division one power five level. I, I love it. And especially to you look at the wide receiver room. When you lose Xavier Betts, it's kind of a wide open room, right? Right. Obviously, you lose Samari Torre. I would say that was probably your number one last year if you had to define who was the number one receiver. He's gone. He ended up getting drafted. Good for him. He'll hopefully make the the Packers roster. But when you look at the the wide receiver room as a whole, there isn't one one guy that stands out. Trey Palmer, a former five-star, depending on which publication you look at. Obviously, that's the hot name that a lot of people are talking about. But – he had what last year? 300 yards LSU? We've never seen him in a Nebraska uniform, so we don't know. Omar Manning has supposedly been the number one guy for the past two seasons <laughs> now. We haven't, we haven't seen too much from him either, right? So I think at this point, especially at the wide receiver room, the more you can get, the better. And I, I fully trust Mickey Joseph, too. That's another thing about it, is you have a legitimate wide receiver coach. I mean, you have a guy that sent guys into the NFL draft, first-rounders. I mean, a guy with that much upside, especially athleticism, absolutely that makes me excited. And I think if you're a Husker fan, just the sheer connection between him and Casey Thompson, that has to make you excited too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it'd be a great addition. Uh, I think he's a, a four star um, coming in. He's he's only got one year of eligibility left, so it'd be you know it'd be a, a, I believe so. It's it's hard to tell with these guys these days. He's got three <laughs> years of stats, um, so maybe he's got two years of eligibility left. Um, but uh, uh, I but so you know, but like you're saying, I think more than anything, you could see it as just like oh, that's just adding depth. He could break out and be the star. I, I you know I know a lot of yeah. people expect uh, Palmer to do that, and I hope he does. Um, but the production at LSU wasn't there. You you know, as as opposed to like coming over in uh, just in the very least replacing Samari Toure. That's 800 yards of offense that yeah. in, in the in the biggest deep threat that Nebraska had, um, without a doubt, and it kind of sparked that big play offense. That's that's a that's an underrated um, loss that I think people are when they go through you know Cam Jurgens and Cam Taylor Britt and Austin Allen and JoJo Doman and you know it, there's a lot of guys that you name probably before Samari Toure, but um, man was he a weapon and uh, and I think he'll be missing. Maybe Maybe Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, another guy that could jump in there. Oliver yeah. Martin's been around a long time. So it's not that you don't have a few names in there, but another one wouldn't hurt. And especially a guy with Division One experience, especially a guy that's already has a bit of a chem- chemistry uh, with your with your with your quarterback. Though I will say this: um, when Casey zoned in on a guy, it was not Marcus Washington. So his go-to guy was Xavier Worthy, and you could kind of tell. Uh, rightfully so. And it should rightfully be, yeah. So. Yeah, every quarterback's got to know if uh, who's my best jump ball guy here. Okay, you know, that's the guy I'm going uh, go to target a little guy. bit more. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it's not like, you know, Adrian really got in trouble um, getting kind of tunnel vision on his, on his you know, kind of pre-snap was deciding where to go at times. It's It wasn't so much that way. It didn't feel like with Casey Thompson. It was just kind of like when in doubt find him you know you know where you know where Rowdy's running um so I don't want to make it sound like that because as we've mentioned Casey Thompson is going to be a significant upgrade as a passer in the least over Adrian is is that going to make him a better quarterback as a whole I'm not really sure and I'm really interested to see 
Um, the running game. I think you're going to have to have a much more traditional running game because he's just not very big like Adrian was to take a lot of hits from Big Ten defenses or Big 12 defenses for its worth. Um, he had a few designed run plays, but when I say a few, I really do. I mean, like, you know, three or four or five, six, um, not per game throughout the season um, because you don't want him to take too many hits. Now, don't confuse that with the fact that he can pick up some yards if you leave it open, and he will. You know, he's kind of a smart guy he like did. that. If yeah. you have some open green field, he'll take it. Um, but as far as the designed run plays, I kind of figured with Frost uh, mixing with Whipple there, depending on the quarterback that they'd get, is there would still be a, a pretty heavy dosage of that. But I'm not sure that that's going to be the case with just his stature. Let me ask you this, Bob, because I actually don't know the answer to this. When it When it came down to – Mark Whipple accepting the job at Nebraska and Casey Thompson entering the transfer portal. What was the timeline on that? Because I, I I believe Whipple was hired before Casey Thompson ultimately yeah. committed to Nebraska. But when did he enter the transfer portal? Was that when the hire had already been made for Mark Whipple? Uh, yeah, I'd have to double check that um, because it was – I mean, it was a ride, if you remember, um, kind of going through the offseason was like, okay, is it going to be Keaton Slovis? He's the, he's the new guy. Oh, no, it's not him. Is it going to be uh, Max Johnson from LSU? This is the guy. Oh, no, it's not him. So Nebraska seemingly – I don't know if Casey Thompson was their first pick, but at the same time, when you go through those different timelines – Maybe he didn't answer enter the transfer portal till after those guys. So I'd have to double check. I'm I'm pretty sure it was in reaction somewhat uh, to Quinn Ewers landing right. at Texas, um, which would have been you know kind of early on in the transfer portal days. But uh, I don't know when he entered, but I do know that uh, of course Whipple was hired before he came. And and, and altogether, it's it's going to be fascinating because I think that I think Nebraska when we talk about adding Marcus Washington, um, if they do, and he's in on a visit this weekend, I think. You know, I like the idea. I like the running back room. I don't know if they're going to be able to block traditionally, you know, one year to the next. Can you improve the offensive line that much in road grading? Um, We'll be able to see. I'm expecting a lot of flinging the ball around, Um, even with the Scott Frost still in the room. Oh, that's music to my ears, Buck. I know you (laughs) love the ground and pound defense. Oh, yeah. But the West Coast, air it out, throw 45 times a game. Oh my gosh, give me that. I would absolutely, especially with Casey Thompson. I mean, we saw him do it. Again, if you guys haven't seen it yet, go to the Casey Thompson versus Oklahoma highlights. I know that's not what you're going to get every game. And I know there's going to be some passes that are a little bit questionable. You'll see it on the film. But goodness gracious, man, the kid can sling the rock. And it is a lot of fun to watch. When you're playing at the Power Five level in the Big Ten, you don't see that too much. So I don't know if that'll work to Nebraska's favor in the sense the defenses might not be as prepared for it. I don't know. It'll be one of those situations that since you are you don't see it as much, you're able to prep that much more for Nebraska. I, I don't know what the intricacies are when it comes to preparing for a college football game. Man, he is fun to watch. And if that's what they bring to Nebraska, especially the additions that they made in the wide receiver room, look, Omar Manning has shown flashes. Trey Palmer has shown flashes like these. These guys can play at the Division One level, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, long term, I don't think that that's the way to win in the Big Ten. Um, I think that maybe you're kind of seeing mixed results from Purdue over there. I think that's probably what you would see right. at Nebraska. Um, but all that being said, as far as entertainment, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. And honestly, that's kind of what I'm asking out of this year is, is certainly improvement, certainly getting going in the right direction. Um, but, uh, you know, part of it's just like this whole thing, and, and I, I, I kind of said it before, you know, it's, it's at least – it, it, that's what was kind of fun uh, to a degree about last year. And then a lot of people didn't have fun, but it was at least 
interesting. It was least entertaining. And if you're going to have a bad football team, at least be interesting and entertaining. Right. And I think Make Nebraska would have that yeah. at least here uh, in this case. Uh, Barry Sanders getting some love back there. From oh, Barry Sanders is always getting some, some Stillwater folks that. back there jumping on the Barry Sanders statue. That's awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I can't wait for the Marcus Washington uh, visit. Uh, real quick, let's go to the text line. Uh, Dusty says a Tommy statue with nine Florida uh, defenders on the ground behind him with their arms out would be great. Yeah, I that think if, if any cool. play encapsulates or, 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 or that Nebraska fans love the most, that would probably be it, and that would probably be statue-worthy. So, uh, yeah, if they're going to do a player, I think it probably should be that Tommy run with Indomitian Sue tossing Colt McCoy, um, you know, like one statue 10 feet apart from the next, like Colt McCoy <laughs> on the ground. That would be my next favorite one. And, that would, and, hey, that's the thing, too, is you got to get fans excited when they're heading to the stadium. And what would be better than that? Just yeah. seeing that statue is like, all right, let's go. Let's play some Big Ten football. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, just like, you know, having you know, having a Texas helmet there and a Florida, it just kind of remind you of the past. Yeah. Not necessarily um, the biggest of robberies, and Texas certainly developed into one, but um, Nebraska didn't win enough, probably. It's kind of similar to a Wisconsin uh, deal there. Uh, Gus says, we all know Adrian Martinez's favorite target, <laughs> the yardage marker about five yards out of bounds. Gus, hey. <laughs> and we know he's gone, but he wasn't that bad. Uh, it was gracious. You never uh, confused him for a, a great passer but uh, uh he was not that bad uh, kelsey says uh nate you drilling over the west coast offense and slinging the ball around does not help you gain fanfare here um nebraska's uh went that way a few times and it hasn't worked out so who did uh, they who did they do it with gantz uh gantz started going yeah but uh yeah so the uh the west coast offense was kind of the transition from the option offense into west coast that was a big undertaking that bill callahan did and you know it worked at times not not so well at others um mike riley liked to kind of fling the ball around here, Tanner Lee, um, on on this very radio station, we had Chris Mortensen on saying Tanner Lee was going to be a first round draft pick, and that did not turn. Oh, so that kind of got the hype going there. So anytime Nebraska's got too excited about uh, some heavy passing, it hasn't worked out in the past, and that's why I'm I'm not too excited about the long term. If that's indeed what they go, I do think in the Big Ten you're going to need a ground game. I think they have Anthony Grant uh, and Jacquez Yant, um, the guys to kind of do that. So yeah. um, you got to keep in mind Mark Whipple isn't Steve Sarkeesian. So even though um, Casey Thompson did come from that arf- offense, maybe Mark Whipple can can kind of ground and pound a little bit more, but traditionally likes the, the pass, but mo- maybe more out of heavier set. Um, so we'll kind of see uh, the blend of all this stuff kind of coming together, what it will be. I am expecting a lot of passing. I am expecting a lot of airing it out, and I don't think that that's long-term the greatest. Um, but uh, Nate's excited about it, and we'll kind of see if that <laughs> I mean, that's around. the thing, too, is do I think it's a long-term solution in the Big Ten? No, absolutely not. I'm with you on that. It's just it, we've seen in the past, it's, just, it's not successful. Yeah. Would it be fun for a season where there's a lot of uncertainty and some coaches are coaching for their job. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see how it goes throughout the season, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Well, in that offensive line, just the, the biggest the biggest part with that right now is the offensive line. The offensive tackles last year um, obviously had injuries, and so you didn't get to see the best look of them at, at all times. Um, if, I'm not like I've said this before, and somebody said, "Hey, that's mean." How do you know that? Pro Football Focus does this: is that the 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 <laughs> two tackles for Nebraska were among the worst in the Power Five, and when I say among the worst, I mean like bottom four, uh, both of them. Yeah. So it was kind of rough going for for uh, the offensive pass protection last year, and that's what I'm worried about. Casey Thompson can scramble if there's open field. He also. Um, 
<laughs> he also can be pressured and go down pretty easy. I mean, he's kind of a one-move right. type of guy if he's running. It's not really his strength to, to stay up and not have giant guys. If they if you kind of get a hold of him, oftentimes he's going down or um, trying to get rid of the ball one way or the other. But in any case, um, I if they don't improve that pass protection quite a bit, um, then slinging the ball around is not going to work. But, I mean, th- th- that's that's where you can get quite a limited. If they don't get running going up the middle, you don't have that Adrian Martinez option to try it, you know, as, as – as frustrating as it was and as predictable as it was, at least you knew you could, you know, grind some yardage out of it. And, uh, and Nebraska probably not going to have that option uh, today or this year. So we're going to see. I, how tell it you what, though, I think what is exciting about it though, Bach is that at the end of the day, Casey Thompson is kind of the opposite quarterback of Adrian Martinez. And that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see change and that's what you're going to get this season. Will it be good change? Time will tell. I, I don't know if this is a long-term solution. And I, I think if Casey Thompson does have a year in which Nebraska goes nine, 10 wins, He's going to have a pretty good season. He's probably going to be stepping his toe in the water when it comes to the NFL. So, no, I don't think it's long-term, but it's different. It's something exciting. It gives Husker fans hope, and it gives me hope. And that's why I keep saying nine and three, and I know you're drinking that Kool-Aid a little bit over there. You won't admit it, but I think you're starting <laughs> to lean towards that seven and five box. Oh. Hey, just give me just maybe seven, right? Just maybe. Yeah, well, not today. We'll see if by the summer you can convince me to go above my 500 prediction, or who knows? Maybe I'll drop below it. We'll see. Well, I'm, I'm leaving that out there. <laughs> hey, I predicted six and six last year, and look what happened. So maybe I'll just. What is that? <laughs> we got fans out here. Oh, fans that? are starting to show up again. <laughs> Nate is live in Stillwater, so uh, we'll uh, we'll return, uh, wrap up uh, things with him, and kind of figure out where things are going there in Stillwater. Also, review the year 2009 for Nebraska. That's coming up next here on 93.7 The Ticket.